You're listening to The Thrive Podcast with your host, Kathleen Drennan, corporate executive turned creative entrepreneur. Listen in as Kathleen shares all the things about marketing, money, and managing your mindset. She'll provide you with the tools and templates you can use today to help grow your business and move one step closer to creating your best life. Ladies, you got this. It's time to talk Mother's Day. For you girls in the UK, I know you'll be like, old news, Kathleen, old news. Let's catch up on what's next (laughs) as you guys go into your spring wedding season. But I wanted to get on your radar because I used to just avoid planning for Mother's Day and I just would put it off. And literally, (laughs) my approach to planning Mother's Day was kind of just instigated by when do the wholesalers need to get their orders in? And then I would like last minute frenzy sort through things. It took me a while to realize that you can actually plan ahead. And if this is your second Mother's Day or 22nd Mother's Day, pull out your plan from last year and go in there, find three things that you would do differently, and then make it happen. I know that that sounds very simple, very simplistic, but that is boiled down generally how I manage Mother's Day. (laughs) And this is actually how I manage any event, any workshop, any wedding, any big like Valentine's Day, Christmas, whatever it is that's kind of a peak trading window in your business. Pull out the plan from last time and find three things that you would do differently and then get to work making it happen. Of course, I also know there'll be some of you guys who are listening to this podcast that are like, I'm listening because I've never done Mother's Day before, Kathleen. (laughs) Like, fine, fine. This is the podcast episode for you if you really want to make more money this year, but not spend so much time and energy and particularly not continuing to work after the sun has gone to sleep. So my goal with this podcast episode is to help you really smash your revenue goals, but also make sure you find your own version of balance. And I think it's so helpful to be reminded and to remember that this is your business and you get to do what you like. I will talk about setting goals as one of the things to do to plan for Mother's Day 2022, but I do find myself that it's really helpful if somebody else can come along and be like, hey, Just remember, when you own the business, you get to define for yourself what success looks like. And I am so well-practiced at telling myself that I should never sell out of flowers, that you should never disappoint a customer, and if you can't please all of the people all of the time, then you are an epic failure. (laughs) I've lived that model for a multitude of years. And I just want to save all the florists from that experience. So there you go. That is the whole mission. That is what we're here to do today. So I shall just come in with your regular reminder. You get to decide what you want to do for Mother's Day. You get to decide what you're selling. You get to decide your price points. You get to decide your ingredients. You get to decide your upsell items. You get to decide how many deliveries you're doing on each day. You get to decide all of it. Don't let that pesky little brain of yours tell you that there is a right way and not a right way to do things 
Because I am sure if you talk to the veteran florist, they're going to have lots of suggestions. And I also, hence this podcast, have lots of ideas as well. But don't feel you have to follow these to a T. Don't feel that if you don't do all of these things that you aren't good enough. And remember that you get to take any one of these ideas or all of these ideas, put them to work in your business, and then make them even better. It's one of the philosophies that I absolutely live by when I'm teaching you guys is don't hold yourself hostage to this process. I'm here to give you the clarity and the foundation. And I will also be the first to tell you to give yourself permission. And I will give you permission to take these ideas, put them to work in your business, and then continue to work on them and refine them and make it even better. And I think that's the thing that I love more so about Mother's Day than Valentine's Day, because Valentine's Day has the wild card factor of it falls on a different actual day of the week every year. So there's always kind of a understanding customer behavior, changes in behavior, depending on their routine and what day of the week it is. That's a very real challenge of Valentine's Day. Whereas Mother's Day is always on Sunday. (laughs) And I know that we have been thinking about Valentine's Day for a long time. In fact, since you started your flower business, you've probably been thinking about Valentine's Day. And you know that it happens in May and it's marked on your calendar and this is what's going on. And then you're gobsmacked when your customers call on Mother's Day morning asking for a delivery. Remember, (laughs) you've been thinking about Valentine's Day for a very long time. They probably have not started thinking about it until like the Thursday ahead of time. (laughs) Even though it happens every year. It's so funny how we get frustrated because our customers are like not changing their behavior. When in actual fact, we are creating our own frustration by assuming that they should be changing their behavior. And one of the things that I remember learning from that very first Valentine's Day was, oh, yeah, people will wake up on Sunday morning, already have brunch booked in and they'll be like, I'll just swing by the flower shop and pick something up. When in actual fact, it would have been so much better if they could have just called ahead. And even now, please place your order online. My friends, I don't really want to talk to you. (laughs) But a couple of things to keep in mind. One of the big differences from a systems perspective that we made in our business is that we actually did not go out of our way to create a completely separate standalone online catalog for Mother's Day. What we can do is you could add on a few more premium products, but unlike my recommendations for Valentine's Day, where you do create a completely standalone catalog, I don't know if you necessarily need to do that for Mother's Day. Now, it might be that your clientele and who you cater to for Mother's Day is dramatically different than your average customer, 52 weeks of the year. But for most floral designers, Mother's Day is actually simply an exaggeration of kind of the ins and outs of a typical system trigger for your customers to order flowers. So one of the strategic insights to remember about doing daily flower deliveries and the reasons why our attempts at doing a pop-up and our attempts at doing market stalls and being part of a farm market was such an epic fail (laughs) was because I hadn't yet learned that the reason and the trigger for your customers to order flowers is in response to a specific event. So 
every other week of the year, the other 51 weeks of the year that you might be offering daily flower deliveries, your customers will order flowers from you when somebody's had a baby, somebody's getting married, congratulations, I love you, thinking of you, new house, get well soon, sympathy, et cetera, et cetera. So event happens in your customer's life. They know flowers would make a great solution. So then they go out of their way to look for a floral designer. That one strategic insight lays the foundation for your success for all things daily flower deliveries. And for us, I found that Mother's Day was simply that times four. By that, I mean, we would do four times the amount of revenue in the Mother's Day week than we would any other week of the year. So it was like, let's take four weeks in our business and exacerbate it into four days. (laughs) And I know, depending on what's happening with restrictions and COVID and all of the things, that obviously dramatically changes people's business and sales figures. Alas, we have no control over said pandemic. But generally speaking, I didn't find that we needed to go out of our way in any massive effort to create a totally new standalone separate catalog, which is so good because that saves you the entire job of having to take pictures, having to edit them, upload them, get your catalog sorted, write the descriptions, think about your price points and all that stuff. We just literally created kind of a short list of what were more of the premium products, the higher price points, and group that together under a new category on our website. It was good enough. So don't feel like you need to go out there and shoot all new product, create all new arrangements. But I will say one thing that we did at Mother's Day, because this is when I started to get into the habit that I actually use that window before Mother's Day as a time to review the whole online catalog. So by now you have remembered to take down or to hide your Valentine's Day product. I then would set aside time to go in and just review. Okay price points for all of my designs, product descriptions. Do I want to remove anything? Is there anything that needs to be re-photographed? Is there something new that I've been thinking about? Do we want to play around with a gift hamper or a gift box? Do we want to play around with a basket of plants? What do we want to do? And take this time before Mother's Day to think through strategically the changes that you want to make in your online catalog. And I found setting up that routine so much more helpful than wasting time on coming up with a totally separate standalone catalog, because this then sets you up for 52 weeks of increased revenue. So I know Mother's Day doesn't fall on any sort of like fiscal financial year, but I kind of just arbitrarily decided that that was the time when I was going to go in and just make sure that we were happy with our pricing happy with the product mess, making sure that we weren't missing any gaps, making sure there wasn't too much overlap and really kind of cleaning up, simplifying and just going through that work of getting our online catalog even better. And one of the greatest lessons I think for us in terms of running a business is because Mother's Day and the trigger for people ordering flowers is the event of Mother's Day, right? So May, Mother's Day, is the event for your customers to actually order flowers, they're navigating exactly the same thought process and they're going through your website in exactly the same way that they would be if they were sending flowers for a new baby or get well soon or happy birthday or happy anniversary. And 
If you find that customers are calling with questions around what's the size of this or what's included in this or how does this whole thing work or what is a standard size bouquet cost, if they're asking those questions around Mother's Day, they're actually asking those questions all the weeks of the year and they're just using Mother's Day as their opportunity to reach out and finally pick up the phone to ask you that question. So I love thinking about Mother's Day as a great experiment for how you want to manage the logistics and your business for the rest of the daily flower weeks of the year. It doesn't need to be that Mother's Day is this totally outside, completely separate thing. The only thing that you do need to account for, obviously, is the increased volume. But it doesn't need to be this totally separate project. This is definitely Kathleen's brain going, what would it look like if it was easy? (laughs) I.e., how much effort and energy do I need to go into to change things, update things? Do I really need to go out of my way? Or is this simply much more of a back-end logistics staffing product management job. And I would so much rather keep all of the marketing the same, keep the sales process the same, create the scripts for the staff, sort through our logistics and what our boundaries are in terms of deliveries on this day, this day, and this day, have our go-to price points ready, and then just allow all of that to be the same 52 weeks of the year. And I do know in terms of the clientele, it might change from depending on where you are and who your typical client is versus who's ordering flowers for Mother's Day. But in the majority of cases, they're actually going to be the same customers if they're looking for a sympathy arrangement as customers who are coming to you for Mother's Day. And one of the greatest advantages that we have as florists for Mother's Day is we don't have to do a single thing to tell the humans that flowers make a great idea for Mother's Day. Our society and our culture has already done that work for us. So now we can just make sure we're focusing our Google ads and our SEO and checking the boxes and that our pricing is correct and our product descriptions are wonderful and that we really feel like we're putting our best foot forward and that we're learning from our experience last year. And if you do run into any hiccups or any snags, it's a gift. It's an absolute blessing because one of the things that I have learned from Mother's Day is because the volume is so much greater than other weeks of the year is it really shows you where the holes are. Even to the point where we would ahead of time set a goal for how many customer complaints we were going to receive. I know that that sounds crazy, but when you're going through that many orders, that many customers and that much product, It's actually really empowering to decide ahead of time, okay, how many customer complaints am I going to order? How many did we receive last year? Or just pick an arbitrary number like three. (laughs) And then you can start to tally up and you almost start to treat your customer complaints as successes, right? So it's all good, my friends. But a couple things just to keep in mind is I didn't go through the process of creating a totally separate brand new standalone catalog. Instead, I used my energy to really refine what we currently had to offer, made sure my pricing was in line, took out products that I was like, either I hate that (laughs) or there's a better version that we could create of that. Or here's something I've been thinking about for a long time. Let's test it out with Mother's Day. And also I will tell you guys, because we ran this experiment this Valentine's Day and I think it worked. And I really want to encourage you to do this for Mother's Day. Be bold and have a really audacious price point on your website. Again, with zero anticipation or 
expectation that somebody's actually going to buy it, right? So the current one right now is $424. Zero expectation that somebody might buy it, but it is simply there to make the $368 version look acceptable, accessible, and totally okay to buy. It is a wicked awesome sales strategy. So if you go back and look at your notes from Mother's Day last year and you know that somebody bought your most expensive item, now's the time to embrace the discomfort and go in and make sure you have an even more expensive product on your website, possibly even two of them. Because this is the thing, and it's so similar to Valentine's Day, right? And I think with Mother's Day, (laughs) I certainly relate to this. I think our clients and our customers spend proportionately to the guilt that they feel for being a delinquent child. (laughs) I will say that again, right? The kids will spend, or the husband, right? The partner, the other half will spend the amount of money that's in direct proportion to the amount of guilt that they feel for how much they've neglected their mother in the last 364 days. This is why it's okay to allow your customers to spend a lot of money. Because if somebody said to me, oh, Kathleen, like, I know you haven't been able to get on an airplane and go back and see your mom, but I'm not going to let you spend more than a hundred bucks. I'd be like, what? No. Next. (laughs) I would immediately dismiss you. And this is a really interesting concept because I often think about how my dad shops for flowers My dad has a very clear budget before he'll get on the website. He knows the impression that he wants to make, so he shops by price. If he lands on your website and you don't have a high enough priced item, he will immediately dismiss you and move to the next place. It's so interesting because it's so counterintuitive to how you and I might think, right? Because our cognitive bias is pointing towards every customer wants low value product and cheap prices and discounts. That's where our brain is going because we are reinforcing that belief system. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, yeah, but my dad wants to spend money. And if you don't allow him to spend three or $400, he will move on to the next designer. <laughs> it's like, what? Like, it's so fun to think about because it just blows up our own thought process so quickly. And A couple of things that I will mention right now that I think will be really helpful for you to think about how you want to manage this with your marketing, customer service, messaging on your website. One, uncertainty around product availability, right? We all saw the panic might be the appropriate word, capital P panic around Valentine's Day. Don't be surprised if the same messaging comes out from your growers and wholesalers around Mother's Day. Product availability will continue to ebb and flow for the rest of eternity. (laughs) Literally, right? There will always be uncertainty around product availability because the last time I checked, we were dealing with Mother Nature. And as amazing as some of the sciences behind growers and how refined they are in the process and what they're able to kind of plan for and predict, we're still dealing with Mother Nature. So there might be an earthquake, there could be a hurricane, there could be a freak hailstorm, right? There could be high winds, there could be too much water, there could be not enough rain, there could be too much sunshine, there could be not enough sunshine, it could be a cold snap, it could be a hot snap. Literally, we cannot control it. So there will always be uncertainty around product availability for the rest of your floral career. (laughs) So 
it can be to your strategic sales advantage if you are the floral designer who proactively educates your clients on the fact that, huh, because of the global pandemic, because of our good friend Rona, there is continued uncertainty around product availability. Here's what we think might be around. Here are some of our favorites, but please do leave the final selection to us because we know what we're doing. Second thing, you cannot repeat too much how to tell your customers how to order, what to expect, and how this whole thing works. Because at this point in time, my brother probably thinks he could just walk into the flower shop on Sunday morning. Yes, he has a sister who's a florist. <laughs> this is what he still believes. I think he is a great example of how most humans operate, particularly the gentleman. You can never, ever, ever repeat too often, how does this whole thing work, what to expect, how to order. It is impossible because new people are going to come into your little bubble every day. And I know you are very sick and tired of talking about it. However, this new customer is like, oh, I'm very intimidated by this whole process. How do I do this? What should I know? Do I need to know anything? Am I supposed to know what flowers are in season in May? Do I need to order something specific or can I just be like, here's some money? You get to tell your customers how this whole thing works. And the earlier you can do that in your marketing and your sales process, the more it's going to pay off for you in terms of being able to fulfill and exceed your customers' expectations. And number three, your customers want to be told what to do and they want to know how to look good. So give them guidance on how much to spend and what actually makes a great gift idea for mom. You are allowed <laughs> to give them guidance on how much to spend and what makes a great gift idea. One of the biggest mistakes I made was thinking and assuming that my customers knew what they were talking about. It's like those guys that come in and like, can I get a bunch of lilies? You kind of have to ask the question of like, is he actually asking for a bunch of lilies or is that his language, his ability to communicate around, I just need flowers because we don't actually know that. One of the best things you can do from a sales and a customer service point of view is just ask questions to seek clarity. And don't talk down to your customers. Don't talk down to your clients. Don't degrade them or judge them. This is just about really understanding what they're trying to communicate to you. Because most humans do not have the experience, the exposure to floral design that we all do. And they don't even know how to ask for what it is that they might be looking for nor do they even know what's possible. And that's where sales becomes so fun because you realize you get to come in and serve your clients and be the most helpful on the planet. And it is so good. So a few things to know about Mother's Day. It's allowed to be a quasi shit show. <laughs> I was telling you guys inside the Flower Boss Bootcamp a few weeks ago, this is the way I run my business. I do believe that there are three days if you run a flower shop or you have a studio where customers come in, I do believe that there are three days of the year where you are allowed to drink alcohol any time of the day. <laughs> Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, Christmas. This is how we cope. I definitely run on the theory that my customer service is better after a glass of Prosecco. A little bit less agitated and irritated. <laughs> However, Mother's Day is going to feel like organized chaos because you're going to have your big picture plan. You're going to have decided ahead of time how many deliveries you're going to do on each day. You're going to have staffed accordingly. You're going to have put your wholesale order in quite a bit ahead of time, but you still have that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday kind of last minute panic and wave and that's okay. 
At no point in time do you need to feel like your Mother's Day is 100% under control. I mean, maybe you could if you're one of the girls who's been a designer for like 25 years. <laughs> but I think it's okay to kind of feel like you're teetering on the edge through those few days because for me, that's what makes it feel so fun. But it's all because we've planned ahead of time. We've made decisions ahead of time. And then we just go in and work the plan. And you react to things as they come up. You're allowed to be slightly flexible within it, but you just kind of take all of the chaos as it comes. And having that plan ahead of time, sorting through your maximum number of deliveries, sorting through your revenue target, sorting through what that means from a hard goods and a sundries point of view, and then what that means from a flower foliage filler point of view means that you have your plan ahead of time and you get to free up so much of your energy to be able to pour into phenomenal customer service, making sure you're being really smart with your product usage, and then having that little bit of flexibility for those clients who always call and say, oh, actually the reservation is at 11 a.m., not 2 (laughs) p.m. Like, okay, I would like to be able to solve that problem. Now let me just switch some things around. That first Mother's Day and even my second Mother's Day, no real idea what I was doing. And I really thought I was supposed to feel like I was in 100% control all of the time till I realized it's okay to kind of feel like you're in the tilt-a-whirl or to feel like you're on like that little roller coaster or maybe it's bumper cars, whichever carnival ride. It's all of the rides when you own the business. But it's okay to kind of feel like you're in control 80% of the time and 20% of the time you're just like, okay, yeah, I'm just going to trust the plan that I created previously. This is the real benefit because it actually doesn't matter. If this is your first Mother's Day, I will tell you the same thing about Valentine's Day. Just pick a sales goal and plan for it, right? That idea of having a very concrete goal makes it so much easier and your brain has so much more focus because it sorts out delivery and logistics, wholesale, how many orders you want to take, all the details can just fall out of that. makes decision-making so much easier. But if you don't make your revenue goal, it doesn't matter because now you have a plan for next year. So let's say you've set a revenue goal of $5,000 or $10,000 for Mother's Day and you make $2,000. You've just gained so much insight to help you make Mother's Day so much better. And I was following up with one of you guys inside the Flower Boss Bootcamp. I vividly remember Valentine's Day 2021, this beautiful floral designer had one order. Valentine's Day 2022, she made more than $10,000 because she learned and she took all of her lessons from the previous year and all of the lessons in the last 52 weeks of setting up her catalog, getting her Google ads sorted and really figuring out what mattered the most. And she put all of that learning into action and blew her own dang mind. (laughs) And she's like, and I could have said yes to even more now that I know my logistics and constraints around how many orders I can take. So there's always room for improvement. Now, here are five ideas, five secrets, five insights to help you make the most of Mother's Day 2022. First things first. Your customers want to spend money. That is why they have come to you. They want to look good. They want to throw their money at you. So you are doing them a favor by setting big, bold, brave price points. So when it comes to sorting through and updating your online catalog, be bold with your prices and your packages. 
And remember, price anchoring, right? Include that one really, really expensive option. And you can be really audacious with it. Like who knows how much somebody wants to spend? You don't have to put any presupposition or any judgment on them. It could be that some woman has come along and is like, oh my gosh, this year I just won the lottery and I would like to spend $900 on flowers for my mom. That is her love language. That is what she wants to do. So remember with the price anchor concept, the whole notion here is you're going to have one or two expensive products on your website that have zero intention of actually selling it. Bonus if you do, because then you're going to add your next price anchoring product on top of it. But it's the idea that the best way to sell a $1,000 watch is to put it next to a $10,000 watch. This is what the whole point of price anchoring is. So that you have a seven, dollars $800 product on your website, it makes the $400 product look cheap. This is called sales psychology, and it is so much fun. When we set up the online catalog for Valentine's Day, we created that product that had a $475 price point. Now, I know somebody's going to buy that at some point or another. Now, the goal in the short term isn't to actually sell it. It's not to have somebody buy that product. It is only there to make everything else look super accessible. It's like these subtle details are so powerful. This is why like your website is the single most powerful sales and marketing tool you could possibly create in your business because it doesn't have a human brain. (laughs) It's not sitting there with any sort of judgment around the tone of voice of somebody on the phone or what are they wearing when they walk into the shop? No, it's like, here's an arrangement. It's $350. Would you like to buy it? Like it's so clean in its sales process. So number one is make sure you're ambitious and ballsy with your price points. I don't care how small of a town you live in, how competitive you think it is, or whatever you sold your products at last year. This is your opportunity to level up your game and prove yourself that your customers love spending money because they do. The human beings love spending money and the human beings who want to buy flowers as a gift love the love language of spending money. So let's go. You are here to serve the humans. Number two, minimize your Sunday deliveries. Now, this was our biggest lesson from the first year because the phone kept ringing like way late into the afternoon. The guys were still out doing deliveries and some people were like, where are my flowers? And then it was getting on to dinner time. And we just had like so many awkward conversations with customers because I didn't understand I didn't know that when customers said they wanted Sunday delivery, they mean like before 11 a.m. Sunday delivery. So actually for Mother's Day, I found for us Sunday in terms of deliveries was the least number of deliveries because we would do our deliveries between about 8 a.m., 8.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. And we found with our clientele, people are way more flexible like way more flexible in terms of timing. So they might say, I want to get a flower delivery for Sunday, but you can always offer up to them Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and in many cases, even Sunday. Particularly for those of you guys who have a huge amount of your population where you know that their families might live overseas. Do not forget, my Australian friends, that the vast majority of the humans, (laughs) they shouldn't even say that. Let's assume half, maybe half, maybe a third. Anyway, there's going to be some big number, some big number of 
moms who will be receiving flowers. And because North America is like a day behind, that is to our advantage. So we can still be doing deliveries on a Monday and the Americans are seeing it as their Sunday. It's kind of this crazy, weird time warp (laughs) that gets to happen. But the short version being Sunday deliveries, minimize them because they want those flowers early. That's when they're going out for brunch, going over to mom's for afternoon tea. Like that's where the event is actually planned. So they want the flowers to be there ahead of time. And we would really load up Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And we found so little resistance with our clientele and our customers in terms of moving that out a day. And super bonus hot tip. This is like getting into the nitty gritty and into the detail. If you do remote deliveries, this is for those of you guys who do your own deliveries, whether you have a staff person or somebody that you just, a friend, you know, or your dad, somebody comes in and you hire them as extra delivery people. Highly recommend if you're doing remote deliveries that you set specific days that you're doing those remote deliveries. So on Thursday, we're going to go here and here. On Friday, we're going to go here. And on Saturday, we're going to go here. This was a lesson I think it took us about three years to learn because the actual kilometer distances that we would travel for deliveries was so long that sending one delivery driver out for like half an hour that way and half an hour back, it's like that's a whole hour and a bit to be able to do that one delivery when if you can gang things up and be more efficient really does make a difference. And again, we didn't find that customers actually were too fussed over the whole thing. Number three, experiment with easy upsells and add-ons. So things like chocolates, candles, soap, face cream, gin, wine, handcrafted cards. I don't even know what else is happening. (laughs) But really experiment and think outside the box in terms of what you could offer your clients for premium upsells. Because it could be that the locally crafted gin is a great idea or the $67 bottle of champagne works. Really give yourself permission and make them premium. I totally missed the mark on this because I just thought, well, they all just want to be cheap. Not necessarily, right? If we go back to point number one where your customers want to spend money, this might be the time where they buy that beautiful hand cream or gift certificates to the local spa or something getting their nails done or something like that might be a really fun idea. Number four, and this is really helpful for those of you guys who want to truly expand your revenue or on the other end of the equation, if you're just getting started and want one thing to focus on, I think experimenting with marketing around floral subscriptions for Mother's Day could be so powerful because your clients want to spend money. They really want to indulge and it might be that gifting mom with a six-month subscription or a 12-month subscription is exactly the right solution for them. This is particularly helpful if you've already sorted out the subscription technology on your website because that's a thing. But one thing to keep in mind, and this is so important, your customers do not understand what a floral subscription is. And I know it sounds very self-explanatory, but they're going to have so many questions in terms of the follow-up that if you don't walk them through a very specific step-by-step process, they're going to turn the other way. So there's so much opportunity from a subscriptions point of view, but where you can fall down is not thinking about the things that really are those kind of general, basic, hygienic, cover the foundation make it easy for them to understand the logistics and how this whole thing works. 
I do recommend that you almost, if you can like put a separate little banner ad or something separate on your online catalogs and daily deliveries that could push them over to your subscriptions page, as opposed to trying to bury your subscriptions in with the rest of your online catalog, because the needs are different and therefore the messaging is different and therefore the sales process is different. It's easy to kind of think, well, it's all just flowers, but what is driving your customer to sign up for a subscription? And what is driving them to just do $100 delivery actually comes from two different thought processes. So you could be missing out on the opportunity to really promote your floral subscriptions if you're trying to just bury it in with everything else. So I would pull it out as a totally separate offer, a little bit like how wedding flowers or funeral flowers, right? Or corporate reception installations are traditionally pulled out as completely separate offerings. Do the same thing with your subscriptions. It could be that floral subscriptions are the way in terms of marketing for your flower business in 2022. So just an idea, if you haven't thought through the logistics of your subscriptions yet and the payment and the frequency, and you haven't really tested out that checkout process, do it soon. Otherwise, don't worry about it for this Mother's Day and get it up and running in the future. The most important thing to remember, though, is not to kind of just push your subscriptions in with the rest of your online catalog, pull it out as a totally separate service and get back to basics in terms of teaching your customers how this whole thing works, what they need to do, what the cancellation policy is, what the size options are, cost options are, et cetera, et cetera. And don't forget, guys, for those of you who are inside the private community in the Flower Boss Bootcamp, there is that subscriptions masterclass where we talk through every single detail. We give you the page layout for your website. We give you your catalog offering. We talk you through price points. That's all just within the study vault. So you've got access to that if this is something that you want to pursue. So one, if we go back to four or five secrets, one, your customers want to spend money. Also remember to test out price anchoring. Minimize your Sunday deliveries, right? Do your future self a favor because she will be so grateful if you get that together. Three, experiment with easy upsells and add-ons and make them premium. Four, experiment with the idea of pushing floral subscriptions. Just make sure it's not within your typical daily flower catalog. And number five, set a very specific revenue target, like super specific and just pick a number. And it's also okay if this is your second, third, fifth, 527th Mother's Day, you are also allowed to decide you're going to go with the same revenue goal, but you're going to make sure you're home on the couch every night by 5 p.m. This is one of the things I love, and this is particularly true, right, for you veteran floral designers who are like, this year's Valentine's Day was spectacular because I was at home on the couch 5 p.m. Amazing, my friends. Absolutely amazing. So set yourself a very clear revenue target just for Mother's Day. And it might be that you want to make more money than you did last year. It might be that you want to make the same. You're also allowed to decide you want to have a lower sales target. It don't matter what the number is, just pick a number. But the reason I always will tell you guys to come back and set a very specific sales target is it makes all of your ongoing decisions super simple, right? How much do you order from the wholesalers? How many orders do you need to get in? How many deliveries do you need to sort through? How many cards do you need to get? How many card forks? How many meters of ribbon? How many 
pieces of paper for wrapping, how many wet packs, how many containers, all of the things. Like it just makes all of those decisions so much more straightforward. But your brain loves constraint. It's going to come up with so much distraction and so much overwhelm and sit in confusion if you haven't just simply decided on a number. And don't overthink this one. Just literally pick the number (laughs) and then get to work making it happen. Get to work believing it's possible and asking yourself, who do I need to become? How do I need to show up in order to make that result a reality? It's magic, my friends. Okay. Ready, set, go. Mother's Day 2022. Let's make it happen. Have the most amazing day, my friends. Drive safe. And we'll talk to you again next week. Bye for now.